Hello and welcome to the Three Musketeers podcast. Introducing the brothers behind it, Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Join them on their journey as they discuss unconventional topics from different perspectives. Real experience with key speakers around the world. Hello and welcome back to another episode with Three Musketeers Production. It's myself, Hamid, and Hesam. Today, we've joined by another author, someone that I met very recently, but someone that I also feel a close connection because there's a lot of relatability factors. So without further ado, Lily Hayden, thank you for joining us. Hi, both. Thank you for having me. I think I'll let you give your intro because I think I wouldn't do it justice. All I can say is Lily, after speaking for 15, 20 minutes with me, already inspired me. That's all I can say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. So I've recently met Hamid um, through a mutual friend. We are both authors. And as everyone knows, all authors hang around together. (laughs) (laughs) So no, so I was in the banking for 14 years before I left to write books. I write what I don't write anything as serious and inspirational as Hamid, but I do write what I call chick lit with a kick. Um, to date, I've written six books, like your typical happy ever afters. I like a redemption art, characters that are flawed and relatable. It's more lighthearted escapism, you know, that people can read when they're having a heavy day with a little bit of a moral to it. So yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Thank you for that. Beautiful intro. She's written six books. Um, Hamid, you've written one. You've okay. got... You can't call yourself an author until you've written more than one. All right. No, no, need, to, no need to highlight that. I um, would just like to say I've read Hamid's book and it is fantastic. Thanks. So we're just waiting for Hassam's contribution now. So and then he can be a fully fledged author with us. Yes. Yes. I am already... This is already the best episode so far. Um, <laughs> I think you already mentioned you've written six and... I'll come on to the genres because there's something very intriguing and fascinating about those. But you mentioned you worked in banking for 14 years. I did. did you take a break to start your author, you know, writing sort of career? Yeah, I well, it's always something that I'd wanted to do. But I grew up in Newport in South Wales. Um just around the corner from you guys in Cardiff and it's nobody grows up to write a book where I live I've got no contacts in publishing I knew nobody who'd written a book you can if you and I know you touched on it in the in the episode you guys did about diversity if you don't see people like you doing it you don't think you can do it but then I think I was 35. I'd been in banking for 14 years. I had four children. It was a very, I was doing well in my career. It was a very safe, stable career path. But I just thought, what if I was 70 and I'd never actually gone down this road or explored what I knew in my heart that I really wanted to do? And as much as it was, it it was a case of I decided to take a break from my job. It was a very risky decision. It wasn't one that I went into lightly, but I tiptoed around it for a while until I was away actually on a weekend with my friend in Spain. 
and my friend was like, well, what are you, what are you waiting for? And it's right. What was I waiting for? So I had a year out. I ran my own cleaning business during that year. And I just thought I just need to break the cycle that I'm in to kind of get these books written, to get a, a book written, whatever that looks like. And after a year, I can reassess and decide what I want to do. So yeah, it was a big jump, um, but it's one that I don't think I'd ever regret taking. Just listening to that, I find that really powerful because, you know, you, you didn't hate your job, you know, you, you loved it, you were stable, you were safe. Yeah. For me, I think that takes a lot of courage because I've been, for my office situation, it's slightly different, you know, the reason and the purpose of, of me wanting to write the book. I, I'm trying to put myself in your situation and and I've been there where you've got these, I guess, niggling feeling that, you know, you've there is a bigger purpose. There's more to me than my nine to five job. I want to make a difference. But then to have this, you know, the safety, the comfort and actually a job that I enjoy to decide to walk away. I think that takes a lot of courage. And you said you, you thought about it a lot. Was it ultimately you reflect and say, and I think you mentioned it, I don't want to be 70 years old. And say to myself, what I if? Didn't, I didn't get a chance to do this. Absolutely. Um, we've got, I think we're conditioned to follow an expected safe path in our careers and our lives. We kind of, our values measured by our salary, the car we drive. We think professional success is happiness. Sometimes it is, but sometimes there's, there's just so much more to that. Uh, do you know what? I don't think you could have said that any better because... One of the things, you know, one audience to take away and, and we'll we'll go into details is exactly that because I've had that and we joked about just before we start recording that, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. I'm not going to say, you know, why I didn't pursue that career. And Hesson, please don't tell the audience why I didn't pursue that career. <laughs> but I think for me, I had that push. I had that drive, you know, in 2018 to want to write it because there was a personal tragedy that pushed me to want to share this story. And I think what I love about what you said, and I want every audience to probably take it away, is don't measure yourself by, as you said, you know, the status, the, you know, the money, the fancy car. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with those. No. But are you making a difference in the society? Are you internally happy with what you've achieved? Put this money to one side. What I'm looking at Hassan because I always have this quote that I simply say, I want to make a positive change. And I look at my older brother, you know, when he passed away, poured on Facebook and on social media to say, oh, he done this, he done that, he done this. And I I think I had the moment where I said, what if tomorrow, I don't know, I get hit by the bus? What's people going to say about Hamid? Oh, he was, I don't know, a bit cheeky and a bit funny. I'm not saying I'm funny. You're making faces. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know the random personality trait. Yeah. Is that something, is that what was behind there? Or was it more than just those no you you yeah i think you get it hamid a hundred percent it's there's just more to life out there i think um and i know that i've talked to you about you know how much admiration i've got for your mother for what she did as a mother i would be devastated if my children didn't take a chance on doing something that made them happy i don't want them to be scared of failure we are as humans we're naturally scared of failing we think people are watching us and gonna laugh if we fail but honestly nobody who matters is gonna laugh at you if you fail and you know you learn so much more from what you get wrong so it's a win-win really it's not like i couldn't get a new job a year down the line or 
or you know or something like that it was it, it's more of a point of just of just proving it of just of just being an example for my kids as well i'm just smiling because i think what you're saying just resonates with me there's an example i've given and I, maybe i'll pick your brain on it so for me you've got those games um i think there was one i'm looking at as i'm What's it called? Like Flappy Bird, where you hold it and then, you know, a few yeah. years ago it was yeah, called yeah, Flappy Bird. Yeah. Flappy and I, Bird. I'm, yeah, I made the example and I said, the first time I tried, I failed within half a second because, you know, you need to work out the timing, how much to hold it in before you yeah. hit the pillars, etc. What did I do? I just reset, went again, went again, went again. Eventually I, I got quite good and then I was winding up, you know, my brothers say, oh, look at my high school and, you know, competition, etc. And I always say, so every human being, everyone, you know, yourself, you know, me, Hesam, a lot of people play games and you can reset quite easily, play again, you know, chase your high score. But f- for a really bizarre, again, reason, when it comes to life and we fail, we can't dust ourselves off and say, let me just try again. So we've got the mentality because we've done it in a game mode. But for mm-hmm. some reason, when it comes to life, we, I don't know, we get bugged down. And I think I, I love your quote that you said, People are scared of failures. I think my answer is, well, when you're playing game, you're failing and you're trying and it doesn't bother you. So why does it, you know, when it's not a game? Definitely. That's, yeah. I think um, the more older we get, the more bobbed down we get with version of how we have to live in this world and then have a job, do this, do this. And then it becomes like a checkbox. As in, I've got a job, tick. I've got a house, tick and you forget about what you're passionate about what you enjoy in life best example i can give is um i graduated from university this is a breaking news story to anyone this is the first time as i was sharing this this is the first time ever so breaking news (laughs) (laughs) i graduated out of university got a job in bristol in recruitment did not like recruitment but it was I was like the first one within a week or two to get a job out of all my friends. So went there a week or two, did not like it, hated it, but I still kept going because there was that sort of like, I've got a job and I'm getting money in until three or four weeks. They let me go. (laughs) I didn't enjoy it. I went late twice and you could see when you're not in something. Yeah. You don't want to be there. Um, This is, this has been deleted off the podcast. So do you want to carry on? So say, so after they let you go politely, yes. What yeah. happened? Okay, don't need to say it like that. No, I know. I'm just I'm intrigued. This is the first I time it's breaking news. Exactly. Uh, there you go. No, and then at that moment you feel like oh everything is crumbled around you. And I was twenty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I had no major commitments or anything, but it was just like oh I've lost my job. I don't know what to do. Like everything was meant to be that job until I got into what I do now, marketing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You kind of skipped. Well, no, what do you want me to... So, hang on. Let me just timeline. Do you want me to say, oh, I got on a train, yeah. came home. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you upset? I was upset. I, I had to re-plan and redraw what I want to do. I knew then that I didn't want to do recruitment or didn't want to do, what do you call it, um, a sort of a money tech job. Yeah. Um, then I saw a job role at a company then I applied and then I fell in love with marketing and then it's not a job for me I say it's something which you enjoy I enjoy but that was my experience of failure because I think you sort of become auto-tuned to it as in you have to have a job when you graduate 
or was it when you're in A levels you have to go yeah, to university? Yeah. It's the pressure that I feel we put us on ourselves, but the society also there's a you need to have a job, you know, if you don't, then people look at you differently. And I say people do look at you differently, but I think as Lily said, so what? So what if you failed? So what if I failed? I'm not going to keep saying on every episode that I failed my A-levels. To the company which let me go. <laughs> yeah. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I this think... This is what you could have had. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think there's something in that that you've you've mentioned and I think Lily mentioned that. So let me ask you a question, probably both of you. Your passion, obviously you're working full-time, but your passion yeah. clearly is writing stories and you mentioned, you know, some of the genres. Yeah. Do you think if you're following your passion... You don't kind of then say, oh, it's nine to five. I'm done. I'm going to walk away. Do you feel like when it's passion, you actually give more to it? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, I love my day job. I am quite a corporate kind of person. I'm in, I work for an insurance. I'm an underwriter by day and I really like that job I needed a year out I needed that to get myself in this routine because you know how absolutely absorbing it is to sit down and write a book you did yours in what three months or something crazy like that it was yeah and it takes you out of your head a little bit but at the same time I really do enjoy my day job but working for yourself I think you notice when you're frustrated when you're not giving a hundred percent or you're not putting your all into it. So I think it does make you a better version of yourself. So I'm going to ask you the question. You're saying you love what I do. What you do. Yeah. So do you feel like because it's something that you actually enjoy rather than a tick box, you've given it the 100 or 110%? Yeah, I think I'm intrigued to learn more and more of about what I do. And like I've given tips and advice to other people for free and looked at like how they do things. I'm going, oh, you should do it like this, just because I'm intrigued of how it is to market stuff to people. And it's always evolving. It's always intriguing. I'm not trying to put, obviously, you or... Trying to take me out of my career. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not trying to put you or, or, or Lily in the spot. But for me, the reason I ask, obviously, I'm putting myself in, in, in a different situation. So, yes, I enjoy what I do in the IT field. But if I'm being completely, completely honest, I, where I get the buzz, if that's the right word, is when before lockdown is when I was going to you know school uh, schools universities events and actually feel like I'm making a difference there's no price to it there's no money to it but I could genuinely just get that the good feeling I walked away and when you get random person you know dropping me a message saying you know what you've just inspired me there's just you can't you just can't put put a price to it and that's like the reason I'm asking and asking it quite openly and, and being frank about it there are listeners right now that are in one of those categories and I want them to think about, are you going in to be a checkbox, you know, nine to five? I'm not really enjoying it. It's quite tedious, but I got to do it. Or there is something underlying. You've got a passion. It doesn't have to be writing. Obviously, for me and Lily, it was, you know, there's something we want to get our words out and, and make a difference. But it could be the astronaut. It could be the footballer. It could be the, you know, rapper. I'm going extreme, extreme <laughs> examples. But it could be as crazy as it, as it could be. Or... You do something that you don't particularly enjoy every day and you get to your 50, 60, 65 and you say, what have I actually achieved? And that's, I think that's quite depressing and I just don't get why people go through it. Yeah, 100%. Like what you do, it's like what you said, all the events that you do when you go to speak to people about your story, about your journey, about diversity in your fields of IT. 
you can't you're right you know it doesn't I don't make a lot of money from books books don't make a lot of money you know it's all in films merchandise and so on it's not about that is it and we you know we're in our 30s we know you've got to pay the bills and that's absolutely fine but you need to be giving some you know giving that little bit extra of yourself and doing something that creatively gives you a buzz and being kind of scared to follow your dreams totally agree totally agree and i think it leads me nicely to the next sort of point you know you said you got six books just make sure i said the right number because yeah. last six. time you know lily called me up on it different <laughs> genres um, yes is it do you find like you i'm just thinking you're mind process the process behind it so for me obviously i was going from you know day one obviously not the day i was born but you know this you know where i thought <laughs> as to you know the, the journey was was interesting and well, quite powerful and significant yes. to i guess today that again without spoiling the story even though this this turns online now to what i thought you know was the ending or the final chapter yeah. for you is it do you become part of the character or is it something you do you get my I'm trying to work out your thoughts yeah. because I I find the the varying sort of genres quite um, yeah. It's um I mean it's I vary genres as in I'm not formulaic. For example, you can pick up James Patterson book, you know what you get, and you can pick up I don't know a Leslie Pierce book, and you know what you're getting. There is I do kind of move between genres, but it's just because like I said, I'm I'm doing this for love, not money. So I'm going to write what I want. I like. Like I said, it's lighthearted, it's escapism. There's always a little bit of a moral in there. Um, yeah. Like you go to my first book, Butterflies. It reads as textbook chiclet, like funny, frustrating, relatable for women and parents. But there's an LGBT cast in that book. I want LGBT characters who have story arcs that aren't solely about their sexuality that straight people can read and relate to. So Lucy, uh, the main character, she's just a mum and employee. She's going through all this stress with her kids and her work, but she is also in a relationship with a woman. It's by the by to new rules, which is I was in inclusion and diversity lead for a large company for a few years, which inspired this story, which is lighthearted fiction, which is almost poking fun at the tick box exercise um, that some companies kind of treat their corporate responsibility with um, to then I've gone on and written a young adults book, which has been described as somewhere between A Handmaid's Tale and The Hunger Games. It's young adult. There's no swearing, no sex, no love story. So it's completely different to my other books. And that one's written under a different name, S.J. Woods, uh, because of the adult content um, in Lily Hayden. That makes it sound like it's like a rot across me. It's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, again... I just think you can't, you can put yourself in a box if you want, but why would you like, uh, nobody reads just one genre, nobody's just one type of person. Project Terror is quite a good one, it was published in 2018, but um, for any conspiracy theorists that are listening, it's quite scarily relevant right now. So yeah, there is there is a broad range of genre, but I think, you know, we're all so diverse as human beings that... Yeah. It's just I'm going to keep writing what I want to write until someone says, you know, until all my reviews come back saying, what is this absolute garbage? And then I, I might reassess not not going into that, into that genre again. But until that <laughs> happens, you know, I'm having a nice time. I love, I'm fascinated by people. Everyone I talk to, I'm stealing 
part of your life to turn you into a character so <laughs> well that was my next that was my i guess next question do you draw on you know a bit of personal experience but also surrounding people you know you said you met someone and then you know you you thought is is interest you know interesting to put their sort of aspect into the book yeah a hundred percent good they is a saying there's something like good writers create great writers steal and that's what they do they are looking at everyone around them you know pinching aspects of people's characters like i might take um hesam's story of him getting sacked from the recruitment agency and next thing you know he's (laughs) i don't know driving a stolen car up the motorway and you know meeting the love of his life then in a in the services you know you can you (laughs) can go (laughs) you can go where do you know what i mean you can go where absolutely wherever and then rewrite it and rewrite it until it until it sounds good do you know what I, I find it fascinating? Because again, for me, my thought process was different, you know, when I start writing books. I guess this is a chance probably to say, when we spoke briefly, you're still, or you're actively writing yeah. your next books, isn't it? Uh-huh. Do you want to give, without giving the story away, what potentially we could be expecting from Lily Hayden in the next few months, next year uh, or two? Yeah, so we've got a couple of different things going on at the moment. Because why would I make my life easy and not and do it any other way? <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going. We've had um, one murder mystery before from the village online, which is a murder mystery based around a local Facebook page. I don't know whether you guys um, are too cool to be on your local area's Facebook page. Our local area don't have a. They don't. They would. They 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 would. They would. Hundred percent. Which is where all the uh, all the people go to complain. Not in Cardiff. So yeah. Not in Cardiff. Oh (laughs) no! Is in not for Cardiff. Is in for like your suburb. Oh, as in where we live. Yeah. So, for example, no, don't give the area away. But say, for example, say you lived in St. Mallon's, you would have like this bound to be like a little St. Mallon's community page. And then people would just go on there and moan about like the bins or like someone hasn't picked their dog poo up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That kind of. No, you, two too, I, no. you two are yeah. too cool to this, aren't you? Is this a mum thing? I, just I, say I it. Po- I yeah. say it. Ask your mum. Yeah. The thing is, imagine if they would go on it and they moan about us. Oh, he was driving his car aggressively. They oh, will. He came in. They Why will they? be there. He yeah. came in blasting music in his car and then nodding. If you're doing that, you're music. on that page. Oh, okay. Go Sorry. go and ask. <laughs> go and find one of your colleagues who's like a parent who's about 40 and ask them if they've got this and they'll tell you they have. Anyway, so that was, I'm going off subject now, educating <laughs> you kids. <laughs> but um but yeah it was like a murder mystery based on that so we're going back to we've got a murder coming up in the next book and then we'll go in a little bit lighter then towards summer next year with a little bit of light-hearted chiclet based in spain oh wow so you got books obviously y- you're not not as in I was trying to get to the next point. So I'm just looking at me and saying, like, okay, what's your point? <laughs> We've been talking 25 minutes about books. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Is, <laughs> what, if you, is, there, is there bigger plans, you know, after books that you're thinking or plotting? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just kind of... It's been a funny year um, with regards to books and things like that. But at the moment, it's just books. Um, I know you've got some exciting things in the pipeline. Um, I don't know whether that's something you share with your book. 
or not. I can I can neither confirm or deny it. So obviously what I can confirm is 2021 there'd be a play in Welsh Millennium Centre and Birmingham. Yeah. Based on the book. But there might be other plans. Woo! Which I think at the moment I'll keep a hush-hush. Yeah. But I think I've mentioned it here and there. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to... I'd love to one day have our story on the screen. Let's just put it this way. I think for me, I briefly mentioned on a call, my parents obviously, it's been really tough for them with my older brother passing away. Yeah. And my ultimate dream, I think there's there's a quote, a picture speaks a thousand words. I'd love to one day, you know, open a Netflix app or I don't know, local cinema, wherever, and say, mum and dad, this is, this is your story. This is, you know, this is big bro's story. So that is my ultimate goal and if I'm being completely honest I don't think I'll stop chasing it um, until it happens and I genuinely believe it does and it's going to happen it's yeah. just timing and there's something about universe you know good I don't know good feeling in universe I there's a quote somewhere and it's really cheesy is I people think you get to your dreams and, and your goals you need to be I don't know have amazing grades or gone to a posher school or you know be have rich parents all of those typical assumptions that they have and I always say the reality is there are three things that everyone's got and it doesn't matter where you're from if you speak you know English or don't you know religion culture put that to one side it's hard work determination and perseverance which everyone has is how much do you believe in it when it comes to your dreams are you willing to sacrifice let me put it this way are you willing to walk away from your safe job something that you you enjoy like you did to actually chase your dreams because I think that takes a lot of courage. Are you willing to, I don't know, lose sleep, you know, rather than sleeping your seven or eight hours, sleep three and you know, four hours to design your next website, you know, your merch, whatever it is. Whatever I go, that's my question to people is when we're younger and when we're older, it's like, yes, of course, I want to be the next big thing. And I always say, well, how much are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to walk away from your friends, lose sleep over it? And it's funny because we say it quite easily. But when it comes to the sacrifices and dedication, that's when you see those a small percentage of people that, you know, actually make it. And Lily, yourself, you're in that because, and I keep saying this, I'm not saying it just because you're on this podcast. <laughs> when you said to me, you've, you know, you had a, a job for 14 years and walked away, I actually decided, and I'll, I'll say this on air, I've emailed my publishers and I've said, I'm thinking of book number two and there's a summary. So if you're in, let's make it happen. And that's purely down to, you and that 20 minutes half an hour random conversation so no you're making a change in people's lives without you realizing it so there's another um i wasn't planning to share it but there you go no, oh amazing well done hamid that is i'm so excited I, i'm excited to see your book turned into a play um at the millennium center and i'm even more excited for another one um if you haven't read hamid's book I'm sure you have if you listen to this podcast, but it is absolutely breathtaking. I write light-hearted, chiclet, basically. It's going to change nobody's life, but that's okay. But honestly, read his book. It's so good. It was a plug from Lily. Yeah. For me. <laughs> so we know um, you put a, you know, better yourself and your experience into your books. We know you've got some big plans, which maybe me and Hassan and Lily will talk offline and see how we can make it happen. Um, why are you shaking your head? Because you said offline, like this is not live. No, I, well, yeah. Sorry for for the audience. You're not gonna. You're not gonna know. <laughs> you're gonna know when it's happened. Um, 
we know you've made some sacrifices to you know follow your passion for the listeners if you had i don't know two three four five even one advice if they listen in not just you know if they're in a career if they're in a rot because obviously at, at the moment there's a lot of people that unfortunately you know might have made you know redundance uh, yeah. and there'd be a lot of uncertainties what would be your advice being in a situation where you've decided to walk away and follow your passion? Well, I'll try and keep this uh, concise without going off the point, if I can. But I would just say, like, I am just a person who worked in a bank, who's got four kids. Absolutely anyone can do what I've done. Um, and it doesn't have to be writing a book, although I know like that's quite a big one that people want to do. Anyone can do what I've done. You don't have to have contacts in the industry or the business you want to go. You don't have to have an Oxford education. You just have to be determined to see it through to the end. It's, failure is not the opposite of success. It's a stepping stone on the way there. Just do it, guys. Okay. I'm going to ask you, Hassan, you know, with all the listeners, and obviously you mentioned kindly that you walked fire. Yeah, you got sacked. Sorry, I can't wow. downplay it. <laughs> and then you came home and you were emotional and cried. Anyways, what I was trying to say is, what would, <laughs> what would be your advice to, again, similar to Lily, what would be your advice? Obviously, you've gone through it, where you've, you've had that bitter taste. For me, I think it's uh, it's different where everyone is, where they are in in their life, as in how much of a big commitment they want to take. But I think we all have 10, 20 minutes to do something we love, whether it's painting, writing a book, or learning something new. Um, we waste a lot of time reading news and r- scrolling on Facebook apps, looking at what's happening in my neighborhood, see who's talking about me. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. That's yes. a good one. Yeah, back. Um, so I think that 20, 30 minutes, we could do and learn something that we love, and then eventually we grow on it. And then maybe one day we're all in a place that we can give up our career and chase that fully that would be my advice are you going to do the same thing well you because you're looking at your phone so i don't know if you're looking for a cool coat i am I'm, oh that's I've got loads that's embarrassing you have to be original they're <sighs> my quotes no as in off the top the, off the cuff not off the top oh okay no these are my quotes that i've just thought about you know over the years um but i'm not gonna look at them because you said you know just just come off the off the cuff as you say what would be my advice? I think you guys have, have summarized it quite nice, you know, from, you know, little, little experience to, you know, what you mentioned, that 20 minutes, that 30 minutes. I don't want to repeat what I've already said, but for me is don't just talk about I want to become this, I want to become that. Genuinely believe in it. Sacrifice what you know you've got to sacrifice. You know, your Xbox and your PS4s and your PC games, they're going to be there in 5, 10 years' time. Your friends are still going to be around. But the chance to succeed, that the clock, the time, a minute gone, you can never get it back. That game's right there. That YouTube clip is still going to be there ten minutes later. And I'm a, I'm going to example myself. I've got those bad habits. I watch a YouTube clip, you know, here and there, and etc. You do it too. We're not going to say we're perfect and we're saints. I'm not going to pick on Lily because you know she's a guest. But well, we're not, <laughs> we're not portraying ourselves as you know we're saints and we're perfect because that isn't the case. So, and I've said this a million times, that 10 minutes, that 20 minutes that Hesam referred to, or if you're in your 60s and 70s, what are you actually leaving behind? Because the last thing you want to do, so let's go for people who are on education. You don't want to walk away, and I've done this. 
You don't want to walk away from your high school, from your college, not get the grades that you want, because technically you've wasted four, five years of your time, of your life, and you'll never get it back. People think, and I'm going to again example myself, I wasn't a perfect student, and I thought people's respect was earned, but it wasn't respect, it was something else because of the way I behaved. But what I realized when I walked away from education, I was just a name on a piece of paper. That's all I was. It didn't say Hamid was cool and I'm not saying I'm cool. Just, all right, don't need to, you know, <laughs> make it obvious. But that's my point is you walk away from a situation, you walk from your education and you're just a, you know, a, a name among 20, 30 names with your results, for example. And I could be in a situation or someone else could be in a situation where they look at your CV and they put you in a pile. And that isn't the pile that you want to be. That's your dream of the next doctor, next engineering, next whatever it is. But that's your fault. And I'm not, again, maybe I'm being hypercritical, but think about your decisions. For me, I've made mistakes. Do I regret them? Yes, I do. But I've also learned from them. So my advice is obviously, you know, what Lily said and what, what Hesam said is take a moment, 5, 10, 15 minutes, think about what you want to do, reflect, make a note, put some on a board and say, by the end of the year, I want to achieve these. They could be as small or as big as you want to be. And you, can, you never know. You could be the, be the next big author. You could have a, your movie on the Netflix. You could be the next, you know, best footballer or the best engineer that designs the next tower in the world. Yeah. But most importantly, you got motivated by this podcast. That's what I want people to remember. <laughs> when they write, <laughs> when they become a movie, just remember that. You heard it here first. No, but I think that'd be, so to your question, I know it's a long-winded and apologies. I was going to go for the concise version, but you guys you know, took the cool lines, so I had to just kind of <laughs> summarize it. That'd be, collectively, that'd be our advice. And I think it probably is a nice note to end this episode because I love the fact we got Lily to talk about you know book author and her career, but we've gone and talked about advising and quite inspirational conversation. Uh, Lily, where can people get your books if they want to read? Do you want to give them some information? We'll put the link, but I just want to, you know, you give them a bit of a shout out on, on, you know, where they can find their, the best place to purchase it. Yeah, so you can find all my books on Amazon or you can find me on my website, which is haydenwoodscreative.com as well. I don't just write books. I do blog about a lot of community projects and things like that. So especially if you're in the South Wales area, come by and have a look. Thank you. Perfect. We'll put the link on the description. Lily, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you tonight. Thank you once again and best of luck with your future projects. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Three Musketeers, hosted by Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Don't forget to share and follow, as more thought-provoking episodes with guests around the world will be appearing soon. See you soon.